0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2, the safe space created for Black women by Black women to strip away the taboo of talking about mental health. You'll hear from mental health professionals and advocates as well as Black women sharing their experiences as we break down the complexities, explore ways to heal, and support each other. My name is Ashley, I'm your host. Whether you're a seasoned regular or this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Have Anxiety 2. I'm your host, Ashley. I hope everybody's doing really well today. Um, I'm I'm really excited, as always, to get into this episode. Um, I have been talking about doing episodes about breathing and also focusing on breathing on my own and doing like breathworks classes and trying to do different breathwork meditations and all that good stuff. But um, today we actually have somebody here. And if you've been listening. You probably heard her voice before a couple episodes back, but we are—we actually have Dr. Chandra Smallwood back again on the podcast. So, welcome back! Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, Chandra came in uh, and talked to us a little bit about her transition between uh, being a pharmacist into also being an anxiety coach um, not too long ago. So. We, I was like, you know, we got to bring her back to talk about breathing because who better to know about breathing than somebody who, I mean, she, she knows about all the different kinesiology parts of the body and what's going on with the nervous system and all that good stuff. So we're going to really get into um, what breath is and how, I mean, we know what breath is, right? We know we're all breathing involuntarily, but we want to get into the nitty gritty of like how it looks in the nervous system. Um, and also some breathing exercises that we can use day to day. So, um, you know, before we get into that, you already know, we have to get in and, and ask, we have to get to know you a little bit, right? Even though we got to know you like a couple weeks ago, but (laughs) we want to get to know you a little bit. We're going to do what I've dubbed quick questions which I, I'm not in love with that, with the name of that segment, but you know, oh, you we're going to go with quick me. questions. <laughs> Last time you, you, you were like, I don't want to do icebreaker. Yeah. And now I'm at quick Ice questions break. and it's not rolling off the tongue as like I <laughs> want it to, um, <laughs> but it's basically three minutes. We're going to ask you a bunch of questions and you are going to just give us the first thing that comes to mind. If you got a story behind it, you can tell us, but it's just three minutes. Uh, are you ready? Yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Um, do you know how to play any musical instruments? It's
1: funny that you ask that.
0: oh <laughs> no i
1: I grew up very much a band nerd. I've played the clarinet ever since the fourth grade. I played in elementary school. I played junior high, high school. I played it in college. oh wow <laughs> for the football team. I went to USC, so when I was in undergrad, were the Pete Carroll years, like, we won national championship, like, we were all over the place, and,
0: yeah, I was in the band. (laughs) Okay, so did you get, you guys get rings, too, right? No. No? No, I wish. Dang, I went to Texas, and I feel like they got rings, or they got, like, perks. Yeah, I mean... Not in my school at least. Okay. <laughs> no, that's really cool though. So clarinet all the way through pretty much. Do you do you still play? Like do you dabble a little bit? Um, more?
1: not really. I don't actually have a clarinet that works, which is kind of weird.
0: Um, oh.
1: but I do I would love to like play in a symphony or something, like later on when I have more time. When I yeah. get a bit older. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, do you miss it? Um
0: miss the environment. Know.
1: I miss, I miss the live music, like hearing it all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, live music was a classical is like wonderful. It's better than hearing it on the internet. Yeah. Um. Like, I remember it was like sixth grade or something. And like, everyone was like playing Jurassic Park and like we played Jurassic Park. Yeah. For like a big, a big like countywide thing, all these students. And it was just like the best thing ever.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I love that. <laughs> I was um, an orchestra nerd until I went to ended up going to high school with no orchestra. And oh. I had to stop. What would you yeah. play? Um, I played uh, stand-up bass. And then I grew up playing piano. And then in high school, since there wasn't an orchestra and our band consisted of like six or seven people, it was like a small private school, um, I ended up playing um, bass guitar for like two what? years, just getting like lessons and stuff. And then I stopped because basketball took over my life um <laughs> nice. but yeah so I love I love music I love listening to music I love going to concerts so yeah, yeah. Yes, I love concerts. um what is your best scar story
1: <laughs> um that's such a good question um so oh I was in junior high it's my knee I was in junior high and I was running, I remember, from the locker room, like, out to the pee area on the blacktop. And I saw one of my friends, a guy, and I ran, 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 ran. And I, like, I would, I, like, kind of, like, jumped and, like, flew. And I was going to land on his back. And then he moved. I <laughs> mean, oh. <laughs> he didn't know I was there because his back was turned to me. And then I hit the ground. <laughs>
0: oh no and my knee was gushing blood it was horrible oh my gosh that's all bad and you still have the scar to this day
1: yes it was
0: really deep it was like
1: it looked like it was dented like a chunk of my skin came out I mean Mm. it didn't but that's just the way it looked
0: yeah (laughs) like a little like a little divot into your skin yeah oh
1: when it it healed it, it healed regular but that day I remember it like pulling with blood and I'm all like oh my god
0: Oh my goodness, that's. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be?
1: Um, I think it will come back. But I really loved like bell bottom jeans. I yes. love that. It makes like, cause when you're short, like I'm five three. When yeah. you're short, it just makes you look so long. You know, it makes yeah. your legs look kind of long. Yeah, yeah. they're um, back,
0: girl. Did you didn't hear? I have. I just bought a pair like two months ago, girl. They're back like every five years, but I know like I can't take it
1: back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! High school again.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love bell bottoms. I have a pair that
1: I think I'm gonna fit back in one day, but I don't know. I just keep them like I'm gonna fit these again one day, but
0: yeah, girl. I had to stop doing that because I had a whole closet of stuff that did not fit, and then I'd just be frustrated every time I go to get dressed. I finally just like. (laughs) <laughs> had to give some stuff away but yeah I still have a couple things I'm like maybe one day yes <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know but <laughs> maybe Maybe. <laughs> um if if somebody were to ask your friends uh or your loved ones to describe you in three words what would they say um
1: honest <laughs> Honest, upfront,
0: and smart, probably. Yeah, oh, I like that. I like that. Um, okay, we're gonna hop over. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for playing along again. That's <laughs> uh, fun.
1: Fine. It's fine.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna hop into our mind game segment. Um, and if you listen to the pod all the time, um, then you already know this segment is where I read out a uh, mental the definition of a mental health disorder. And you guys get to guess what it is. If you're listening on Spotify, you can just put your answer in the little pop-up. If you're listening on Apple, contact Apple and ask them why they don't have the same feature. Um, (laughs) So for today's mind game segment, and Chandra, you can't help them because you probably know what it is. (laughs) Today's mind game segment here is the definition. Here we go. Fix my notes. I can actually read them. All right, this particular disorder is a, this particular mental health condition is a personality disorder marked by intense, unstable emotions and a distorted self-image. The word, the title of this disorder means dramatic or theatrical. People with this personality disorder, their self-esteem depends on the approval of others and doesn't come from a true feeling of self-worth they have an overwhelming desire to be noticed and often behave dramatically or inappropriately to get attention. People with, per- with this particular personality disorder often don't realize their behavior and way of thinking may be problematic. <clears throat> uh, this personality disorder is one of a group of conditions called cluster B personality, personality disorders, which involve dramatic and erratic behavior. Some of the symptoms of this disorder uh, include having rapidly shifting or shallow emotions, being dramatic or emotionally uh, expressive, even to the point of embarrassing friends and family in public, having a larger than life presence, uh, acting inappropriately sexually uh, with most of the people they meet, even when they're not sexually attracted to them, being gullible and easily influenced by others, especially by people they admire, um, and needing instant gratification or becoming bored or frustrated very easily. So feel free to look up on Dr. Google and try to figure out what it is, or you can take a wild guess. but we are gonna come back to the mind game segment at the very end of the podcast, and um, I'll give you the answer Now, to get into the topic for today, we are gonna talk all about breathing and anxiety. Um, and also get into some breathing exercises. So if you're looking, if you're like me and you need breathing exercises, whenever you start to feel your anxiety going higher, maybe you've been thinking about doing breathing exercises, this is for you. Um, so Chandra, I want to talk a little bit about, obviously, so I know from my experience with anxiety, one thing that I go through when my anxiety starts to get really high or starts to peak is my heart starts to race and I realize I'm really not breathing that much. It's like a weird combo. Like my heart's going really, really fast and it feels like I'm just breathing at the top of my, um, in the top of my chest. Like I'm really not taking deep breaths and sometimes I'll notice I'm kind of holding my breath and then then I finally like release it. So can you talk a little bit about how anxiety affects breathing? Well,
1: like for the most part, when I look at it, I don't see okay, like you're very you are very mindful of your breathing as an anxious person. Like some a lot of people, I feel like, especially when they're not as versed in anxiety, are not very mindful of their breath. Um, so if something happens, like a threat, um, sorry, these fruit flies are <laughs> tripping. <laughs> you're like swatting the fruit. <laughs> okay. Like if, so, if a threat comes and all of a sudden things start like ramping up your the your breath. You tend to like, we as people tend to close in and um, not really breathe as much. Like we only use a little bit of our lung capacity. Um, for the most part, it's it's not really that anxiety affects our breathing because we have to breathe. Like especially, so we need oxygen and we have to get out the carbon dioxide because carbon dioxide is poisonous blood so we have to breathe it out so you know that's basically why we breathe anyway um so when we're anxious we tend to shallow breathe but it's more of something that we don't think about and it comes along with the territory of like the sympathetic nervous system so our breathing kind of I say affects our anxiety more than our anxiety affects our breathing only because how do I want to say this like we can control our anxiety with our breathing. It's just that unless we're like when we're anxious, our mind is so like not Gone on and, the, yeah. the um, like the automatic things of our body yeah. that we don't even like most people don't notice. Like we're just like <gasps> like yeah.
0: okay,
1: okay. There's there's so much there's there's so many other things happening that we don't even think about it as much. Yeah. Um. So that that's how I see it. I see it as the other way around.
0: Interesting. Okay. I know you mentioned um I know you mentioned the the parasympathetic nervous system. I want to get into like what is that? And I, I'm vaguely familiar like I studied kinesiology in college, but ooh, that was a little bit of time ago. So <laughs> can you tell us what is the parasympathetic nervous system? versus the sympathetic nervous system and and how they affect breathing? Okay. So
1: when it comes to our nerves that are all over our body, we have the central nervous system, which is the brain and the spinal cord. And as well, we have the peripheral nervous system, which is the nerves everywhere else, you know, that kind of branch out from there. So when it comes to the peripheral nervous system, we have like, I'm not going to really use the scientific terms because I'm just going to describe it. So we have the, the, um, the nervous part, like the autonomic nervous system, which is the stuff that we don't think about Mm -hmm. like our breathing, our heart rate, like things that would work if we're still sleeping. Gotcha. And then we have the more voluntary nervous system where we're, these are the things we think about. So when it comes to the autonomic nervous system, the stuff we don't think about, we have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And they're kind of like opposite twins for the most part. Okay. So our sympathetic nervous system is always on. All the time it's turned on. Just like it's like lurking like in the background, no matter what we're doing. It's always like looking over our shoulder, like for a threat or for danger. It's always like, What is that? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs>
0: okay we're safe
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's always on which we want it to be on Mm -hmm. so the sympathetic nervous system is what most people call fight or flight it's like if anything happens to us if some danger you know comes awry we're going to our body is going to make sure that we are able to either run or defend ourselves so we can survive it's all about survival um so that's kind of like I don't know if you're gonna be able to see
0: this. So yeah, I'm just gonna go through
1: it real quick. So okay, I made a chart. Um, because I'm a nerd. And thank not- you
0: for making a chart. I'm. I've. I've. This is. And if you're listening to this and you're not watching it on our YouTube channel, that may or may not have been created by the time I release this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, Doctor Smallwood has actually created a whole chart. She's drawn out like lungs and like it's a beautiful chart. So go to Instagram or TikTok because I posted some videos there at this point. Um, but go ahead and kind of give us the rundown of what you've created. Okay. So the chart is really, I was answering the question
1: of why do we have, why, why we have anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the whole chart, but part of it goes with the sympathetic nervous system.
0: So basically we have a threat, my dog. I know it doesn't look like a threat, no teeth, but. <laughs> the dog definitely has um, the dentures and the dentures have disappeared. Like... <laughs> right, so this cute little threatening dog, um,
1: you know, comes into play, fought, like whatever, um, chasing us or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden our amygdala, in our, which is this little part right here in our brain, mm-hmm. is our emotional processing center. No, it just processes. It also processes threats. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just keep this as simple as possible. Okay, so from there, it gives a distress signal. It's like, hey, something's happening. We gotta start. You said gotta start ramping it up. So a distress signal comes, and to our hypothalamus. So our hypothalamus is like the control center of the brain.
0: Okay, and that's like in the center, right, of the brain. That little chunky yes. piece in the center. It's
1: yeah, it's like okay. this blue part. It's okay. this little blue section right here. I will definitely send it to you so it can. I can send something bigger, but yeah, it's this blue section right here. So this is the amygdala, the green, and then the blue section. So they're pretty, you know, connected. Okay. So when the hypothalamus gets that distress signal, the autonomic nervous system starts. So that's either the sympathetic nervous system or the parasympathetic nervous system. It's like, which way, which way are we going to go? Since it's a threat, the sympathetic nervous system kicks into high gear and it sends hormones. So then hormones start pumping through our body. They go to other parts, organs, um, glands, and things just start moving. So the sympathetic nervous system sends uh, a message to the kidneys well, to the, I'm sorry, to the adrenal glands, which sit on top of the kidneys right here. Mm-hmm. And the adrenal glands release epinephrine or norepinephrine, which um, people know, know more as adrenaline. Okay. And those are hormones? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So hormones are like, it's like the, po- the post office in a way. It, mm. it It brings one message from one place to another place. Okay. They're signaling. So the epinephrine starts, it it goes out into our different um, organs, um, bloodstream, arteries, lungs, eyes, digestive system, all that stuff. It signals them and things start happening. So when the sympathetic nervous system is on, our body is, it's getting ready to protect ourselves. So things like the heart beats faster, so we can pump out oxygen like to our muscles, um, our, which increases our pulse, or increase our blood pressure. So, um, So it's all about giving oxygen to our muscles and increasing things like our lung capacity, more oxygen again, our eyes become sharper, our ears become sharper our the muscles in our legs become stronger in a way because we're they're taking out all the blood and stuff from the digestive system it's turning all that off and then from there it goes on the the rest of this is kind of like anxiety so usually so those things are happening and then the threat goes away and then it everything kind of starts slowing down going down okay cortisol that's released and things like that for inflammation and stuff like that but for the most part when the sympathetic
0: nervous system turns off um that means the threat is gone at that point yes so like the dog's barking and let's say you're scared of dogs and you're taking a walk the dog is barking it runs up at you at the gate and like hits the gate and like startles you and at that point it sends a message to the amygdala. The amygdala to the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus sends hormones to your adrenal glands, and yes. then the adrenal yes. glands send some more hormones to make your organs start preparing to keep yourself safe.
1: Yes, the hypothalamus um, starts like the whole like nerve thing, like the okay. the nerves, the, the, the synapses start going, the acetylcholine starts going. The nerves are kind of going to each other and it's, then it goes out to like the hormones. Okay. Like in the brain, it's just like the nerves are firing. They're firing messages.
0: Ah, okay. So that's where the post office happens and it's like lungs do this, heart do this, like send this into the bloodstream. That's right. It's like it starts with the nerves and then it goes to the
1: organs and things like that. And then the hormones start going. It's just like a big process. Okay. It's very efficient. It works very well. It's just that when we can't turn it off, that's when we have anxiety disorders.
0: (laughs) Right. So the anxiety disorders, because I know for me, the way I describe to a lot of people is like, for my anxiety is that moment when you, when you're driving and like somebody in front of you stops, maybe there's an accident and you have to stop really fast. And it's like, your body gets tense and like, you just hyper-focus and you stop. But then you real, then the threat is gone, and you kind of relax. And I, de- I describe my anxiety as that, con- that feeling of like, oh, is constant when there's nothing going on. Exactly. <laughs> there's exactly. nothing happening, but my body's like, oh, and I don't know why. And I'm just like, why are we freaking out? There's nothing to freak out about right now. Right, you're sitting down, you're watching TV with your husband, and all of a sudden, just like, okay, yeah. yes. So that, so it's is it accurate to say like the dog barking and being kind of like the catalyst for this whole thing anxiety is when you take the dog out but all these things keep s- still happen
1: right ah. exactly the threat is gone and then the hormones keep going okay um it goes to and that's when you start getting um the cortisol release like, some uh, some hormones are going from the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, to the adrenal gland, which is above the kidney. Yeah. And then the cortisol comes. And that's really the dangerous part, because that's a steroid. And um, it really does, like, steroids in our body for long amounts of time just do a lot of negative things to us. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's so what we need to control. And that's where the breathing comes in. Mm. because we so at that point like like people who who know who know how to breathe realize that hey there's no threat my body's the sympathetic nervous system is kicking in my um breath is shallow so let me control my breathing because your breathing can, can can kick in the parasympathetic nervous system which is the opposite rest and digest decreasing blood pressure decreasing heart rate um you know that's what we what happens to us after we eat um
0: black people call it the itis yes Ooh, that's the parasympathetic that sympathetic nervous system <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to think about it though the itis is the parasympathetic nervous system it's that like feeling of like Ah, like you unbutton the first, you know, button in your jeans. Maybe if you're at home, you undo the zipper. You're just like, ah, and your body's just relax. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So the sympathetic is like, ah, dog's chasing me. And parasympathetic is the come down.
1: Yes. And since ah. the sympathetic nervous system is always on, you know, it can just go crazy at any moment
0: yeah. because it's always on. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That I appreciate the breakdown and I appreciate the time you took to to do the entire post. I mean, y'all, I need you to go to YouTube or to Instagram or whatever social media you're on and take a look at the poster that she's created because she legit um this is complex and the brain that she drew looks really really good too. But <laughs> no, I appreciate the visual cuz I'm a very visual person, so that like um map almost of what happens in your body is really, really helpful to visually see and then also to have somebody explain it. Um, As far as like we get to the point where cortisol, I know you mentioned cortisol can affect the body in like really negative ways if your body, if you have like general anxiety disorder where your anxiety pops up for no reason and the cortisol is constantly being released, like what are some of the negative effects that cortisol can have on the body?
1: Okay, so... Cortisol is a steroid. Um, I mean, it's a steroid that works in our body every day. Like, if we had no cortisol, we probably would walk around with low blood pressure because it keeps our blood pressure up. I mean, up to a good point, like the 120 over 80. Um, We we want that. We want blood, you know, circling, cycling throughout our body, all the way to our feet, fingertips, things like that. Um, But... The cortisol, it, it's, it's just, it cycles on. Like it starts in the morning and then it kind of like, you know, kicks in throughout the day and things like that. But when it stays on continuously, it does things like, what do we call it like high blood pressure. Um, a lot of steroids in the body also have a, they increase like risk of infections and things like that because our immune system isn't working as effectively or as efficiently as we would like um increases like weight gain like when people said you ever seen someone who was like say i was on a steroid and like i gained all this weight and i blew up yeah yeah like it's the the kind the same kind of thing it increases the blood sugar mm-hmm. um so like like it's called like a metabolic syndrome like if, say if someone like gets a like prednisone mm-hmm. like, and it's yeah. on a long time because they have some kind of inflammation that they need to um, fight or decrease. Um, those thing, those are the things that you know we need to look for. So, what is the blood sugar doing at that yeah. point? What's the blood pressure doing? Yeah. You know? um, what is their weight doing? So all those you can see why all those it, for an extended amount of time just can be negative on the body because mm. yeah. then you have to you know, keep the blood pressure down medications or do other things and keep, you know, you could potentially become um, pre-diabetic. And mm. it, it's just an all-around bad cycle. Star- yeah. Started by stress <clears throat> that turns into an anxiety disorder. So yeah. this the number one reason why we need to control our anxiety. Because... It's cortisol. Right, basically. It decreases our lifespan you
0: right be like really blunt yeah wow and i did that.
1: that
0: no one wants that right
1: yeah. um i
0: had a teammate back in the day that um had had an issue like a bad reaction to something and they ended up putting them on like prednisone and it had really really like rough uh, side effects on them like it was really really bad as far as like Thing was like weight gain, and the, it was just like a lot of different things that they ended up having to go to the hospital and stuff. Like, but I've seen other instances where prednisone is like the go-to medication that's given, and then the uh, doses go dosage goes higher and higher and higher, and then the person kind of like starts to turn into somebody. not I don't want to say somebody else, but it does. It can affect them like physically quite a bit. I'm sure internally there's even more, like you said, going on.
1: Yeah. So it's, you know, and that's coming instead of taking a pill, it's coming from the inside of our body. Yeah. So this
0: is why we're going to breathe. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I want to now we're going to talk about like getting into controlling. uh, Like you said earlier, being able to control your anxiety to a certain extent with your breath. So um, let's talk about. Just the science of slowing down your breath, slowing down the anxiety, and, and yeah, I'll kind of let you take over from here. <laughs> okay, so when you st- so okay, so the
1: biggest, the longest nerve in our body is our vagus nerve, and our vagus nerve is a part of our parasympathetic nervous system. So when that nerve is um, innervated or turned on per se, the parasympathetic nervous system starts kicking in so one of the ways that we turn that nerve on is by our breathing um so there's a lot of different ways that the that the the vagus nerve can help us like it's like when people use like cold like the vagus nerve goes through here so a lot of times things that we do like right here like our chest and stuff it makes
0: changes to our body because it goes all the way through and then attaches ah. to our organs. So that, and um, <laughs> for everybody, like she's pointing to her throat and then like her chest. So is that like when you wake, I'm not going to say wake up, but when in the middle of the day, it's really hot. And then you drink like a really cold ice glass of water and you feel it through your whole body. Yeah. Is that the vagus nerve that it's affecting? Mm-hmm.
1: Cause it's a oh. huge nerve and it, 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 it looks, it's like it looks like a tree like it mm-hmm. just goes through and then starts branching off to all the organs
0: wow okay that's pretty cool I did not I, I don't remember learning that even though I probably did at some point but <laughs> that's you know that's... I, <laughs> I was paying we, attention in school but it's we don't talk about like mood and stuff in school
1: and yeah we
0: really like, don't you talk
1: about all the nerves and there's so many and then you're just like you know I don't care about any of these nerves because there's so many of them and yeah so it's like none of them are important to me,
0: yeah <laughs> just memorize like, what I need to memorize to pass the exam, and then I'm good,
1: <laughs> right, exactly, like I never thought about it until it was like, wait why are why are these things helping? why are,
0: you know why is this work? Yeah, so the breath is directly affecting the vagus nerve, so let's get into um breathing exercises, and i what I really wanna do is go go through a couple examples of of breathing exercises and maybe kind of go through them together on here. And then for anybody that's listening, you know, if you have time to take a second, um and you know, close the door, keep your kids outside, or, you know, if you're working, take a second and do a couple of these breathing exercises with us. Cause you know, we're family. <laughs> so if you want to pick us, you want to pick one exercise and kind of tell us about how to do it and then we can walk through it yes 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 i'm
1: I'm mm-hmm. gonna show you a couple of things um but they're gonna be very quick okay yes like, go ahead i feel like like right now my anxiety usually for the most part doesn't get too bad like i have when i have i have general anxiety with um like panic disorder so when i used to have panic attacks which i haven't had in a long time cross my fingers yes <laughs> i knock on wood <laughs> yeah seriously I would use breathing. Um, so I wanna say if if all else fails and you don't remember, because breathing is a is something that has to be practiced, you you breathe slow and don't worry about like reps or anything like that. Just breathe slow, okay? But though one method that I think is easy for everyone and easy to remember is the 444. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit last time, but it's good because it slows down our breathing and it's nothing extreme. Like there are definitely extreme ways to breathe, um, but this one isn't extreme. Like sometimes people breathe and they hold their breath a long time or they exhale a long time. They start getting light handed. You feel tingling, which comes with the territory, but people could actually faint. People need to be careful. Like especially if they have um seizure disorders or someone who's pregnant, they really need to be mindful about the breath because it the oxygen that comes into our body is is very important and like we have to breathe like we can't go more than like three minutes without breathing. I mean maybe some crazy physically fit swimmers can, but for the most part we have to breathe. Right. Um So, you know, we need to be very mindful of this. So, the 444 is nothing that's extreme. So, what we wanna do is you either wanna sit or you can lay or you could even stand. But I think sitting in a comfortable position is the easiest. I think that most people tend to breathe when they feel the anxiety and they really don't really practice the breathing when they don't feel it. So, if you're not sitting anywhere comfortable, that's fine. Just when you breathe in, you always want to breathe in through your nose. Breathe in through your nose for four seconds. Hold for four seconds. And then exhale through your mouth for four seconds. And maybe do this between five and ten times, just depending on, you know, when the parasympathetic nervous system kind of kicks in or how you're feeling. Um, Like, I am, like, I have a lot of anxiety on planes. So sometimes Same. it takes off. I have to just keep breathing. And I also am using ice and doing all that too. But yes, <laughs> but the breathing really, really, really helps. <clears throat> so, okay. So let's try that one out. So we're going to inhale through our nose for four, hold for four and exhale through our mouth for four. Also, if um, some people like to do pursed lips to slow it down if that's easier for you you can do that okay so inhale for four so hold and exhale so let's try one more time because i feel like once is never enough yeah
0: we can do it we can definitely do it another round (laughs)
1: so inhale for four hold exhale I like that I
0: can feel my shoulders like ah, settling down (laughs) I like that one it was nice yeah. Um <laughs> and that one's really easy to remember 444 like Jay-Z's album 444. Yeah. <laughs> or angel numbers if you like angel numbers 444.
1: <laughs> yeah. That one that one's really really easy. Yeah. Um there there are other ways that um so the there's a yogic method of breathing called um pr- pranayama pranayama. Oh, pranayama. Yes. You do that?
0: Yes, I love yoga. I've been doing yoga since like middle school.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Yes. nice. I'm trying to incorporate that more into my life.
0: But... Oh, I love <laughs> but yoga. Pranayama <running> is,
1: <laughs> is a yoga way of breathing. So, um, but that can be very intense. But one way of doing it is um, four, seven, eight, which is a lot longer and a lot harder. But with practice, it's very, it, like, it brings on the parasympathetic nervous system faster. Yeah, so we can try that one. That's what quick. I use. But for some
0: people, but I use four seven you nine. Four, seven, eight. Yeah, I use four, four seven, seven nine. nine. So I just go a little bit longer. But yeah, I use the same same thing. That's like my go to. Right. Like, oh, and I kind of feel the woof. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like a tranquilizer to our body or brain or whatever yeah. like that. But yes, it um very helpful, but. You know, some people definitely practice.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's, so it's difficult a little bit, a little bit. Yeah,
1: it's it's different because you have like your tongue, like some. Do you put your tongue on the top of your
0: mouth? No, am I supposed to be doing it? Okay. That?
1: <laughs> well, that's part of it, but I miss that. I <laughs> we can do that. Today, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll just I'll go through it like that. But honestly, I don't know why that's supposed to be helpful i have not researched that
0: so oh, that's interesting on a side note i do bad habit of mine i push the front of like behind my front teeth like i push my tongue against the roof of my mouth but the front of it and mm-hmm. um well not, like i push my tongue up but th- i guess throughout the day and i never noticed i did that last time i went to the dentist dentist they were like do you have anxiety and i was like Yes, why are you asking me this? Like my mouth is wide open. And he's like, Well, there's this like like um I don't want to call it a lump, but it's like a a uh how do I explain this? It's like the roof of my mouth has like dipped down a little bit because I've pressed so hard Mm -hmm. with my tongue, like over the years from being anxious and they're like, Oh yeah, we usually see this with people that have really bad anxiety. They've just spend so much time with their jaw clenched and like their tongue pressed up against their mouth into the front of their Yeah. So if you need physical proof yeah. of, of my anxiety, just look at my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was weird. Let's get back to the exercise. <laughs> like, wait, who is that? She she died. Just look <laughs> at the roof of her mouth. No. <laughs> You'll see all the anxiety that she was experiencing it's just at the roof of her mouth. <laughs> That's pretty- I oh my gosh
1: that. that's awesome <laughs> but I, cl- I i clinch it's it's hard to not clinch it's so hard it's hard <laughs>
0: yeah it's hard to but not, clinch, especially at night
1: life. yeah
0: yeah at night it's hard yeah, yeah. i feel you there's, you know they have
1: all those massage techniques now but i don't do any of that <laughs> I well I let's try the method Yes. Um, so with the tongue, it's supposed to go exactly where you put your tongue
0: behind your teeth.
1: <laughs> well, and... yes, me have,
0: i been doing it. I guess I have been doing it this is the wrong time. You've been doing
1: it perfectly. <laughs> okay. So, and do the practice. I guess your tongue is supposed to stay there. Even when you exhale, your tongue stays there. So you kind of have a different whooshing sound. Like when you exhale. Okay. So let's try. So, um, I'll do four, seven, eight, because without practice, a lot of people aren't
0: doing four, seven, nine. Yeah. Maybe harder. I just added that on. Cause I'm extra with <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. That can be your method. That could be, that could be the black anxiety to method. That's maybe, <laughs> you know what? I like that. Four, seven, nine. We go, we're stepping it up. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Be sure. Four, seven, nine. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So inhale for four so hold for seven and exhale exhale for eight so with the tongue up there you kind of have a whooshing sound so that's like
0: Okay, Okay, let's do it again because I <laughs> forgot about the whole tongue thing Do you said it. <laughs> let's do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: One more time, let's do it. So inhale, it's hard to do while I'm talking, but inhale yeah. for four. Hold for seven. Exhale for eight.
0: Whew. that's difficult <laughs> yeah that's hard i mean the the tongue thing is like yeah that's weird yeah it kind of yeah.
1: like slows it down yeah right it's kind of like pursed lips in a way okay yeah
0: i like that what did you feel about that To the tongue thing it's weird <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of consciously doing it <laughs> now that it i'm consciously weird. doing it it's it's weird um i think my version for black girls having anxiety too is not going to include the tongue thing but if you're doing pranayama breath do the tongue thing like buy in go all in (laughs) i don't think everyone does that because
1: i watch some people um that do breathing do it and they don't mention the tongue thing at all
0: but yeah i don't know like a million yoga classes and i don't think anybody's ever mentioned the tongue thing but it's very interesting that that is a thing maybe like the real yogis like from india no, <laughs> right, <point>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> real lungs. <laughs> yes, the real ones know about it. Um yeah. is there a third uh, breathing exercise that you want to show us? Well, what? Okay,
1: one I wanted to show is the fast way. So, and the reason why I'm even bringing this up, because I was like, why do we even do this? It's like okay, so let's do it real quick. It's like all exhaling, and okay. it's fast. So we'll do, like, 20 of them. Let me see if I can do them and count at the same time. So you're basically going to exhale, like, kind of fast and hard.
0: Okay. Like, do you want to count and then I'll do it? Um. And then you can kind of keep us, like, on beat? Okay, sure.
1: Okay. Okay, so you're going to just exhale. Just exhale 20 times okay. fast. Oh. Okay, so one, two. Three. <laughs> hold, on, hold on. Okay, okay, here we go. Ready?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, three. Two, three, two, three, four. Okay. <laughs> I'm going too fast. I grew up doing Bikram. Um, this is not a shout out to Bikram because he's man, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but I grew up doing Bikram, and at the end of every Bikram class, you sit there and you go, and you have to like push your stomach and so. Maybe that's what I'm going. Probably way too fast for what. No, you. no, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Okay, okay i
1: count to three and then start. Okay, hold on one second. My allergies are crazy right now. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so if you're listening, you guys better have be, been doing it with me. And I hope I'm not doing this by myself out here. <laughs>
1: And i know it looks it looks funny but the, the only reason why i even bring that up is because so that does the opposite of what slow breathing does that kind of gets the sympathetic nervous system going okay so it kind of wakes us up and i say that because sometimes people are um, very sensitive to caffeine caffeine also helps to stimulate the sympathetic nervous system So if if you don't really use caffeine and you need to pick me up throughout the day,
0: that's it. Oh, okay. So the first two are like calm me down, parasympathetic nervous system, get to that feeling of like the itis, I'm chill. And then this last one, the quick 20 20 exhales gets us to kind of like pick our energy back up. Right. Like rev you up. Okay. So not so much for anxiety, but just day to day, like if you need to pick me up, 20 exhales. Yeah, I you know, like Especially that. if
1: you've already had your, you know, cuz like if I drink I don't really drink coffee, but if I have a latte, like yeah. I can only have one latte a day. If I have a second latte, yeah. like my heart rate is I'm I'm not okay I'm struggling.
0: Yeah, see, <laughs> I I love coffee, but in uh college I drank way too much coffee every single day and it messed up my stomach and I think it gave me probably, you know, I was experiencing a little anxiety due to the fact I was drinking like eight cups of coffee a day. But now I can only drink decaf because I'm really, really sensitive to caffeine now. It's really yeah. bad because I love coffee. And I if I drink, if I order decaf and somebody gives me a caffeinated coffee, I'm like sitting there, handshaking, like top of my head feels tight. I'm like, oh, y'all gave me the wrong coffee. Like, I'm enjoying this. But... I'm also going to be up to four o'clock in the morning tonight. So thank you. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you have caffeine and like, you're just like, why am I feeling like this? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So that
0: was, you know, just a little extra just in case. No, I love that. Thank you for that. Thank you for walking us through those three exercises. Um, This has been a fun episode, but before we wrap up, Let me not forget to give everybody the Mind Game's answer. So I will go back and just give you a little quick bite of what I read earlier. Um, So this episode's Mind Game answer, or Mind Game's question, was a personality disorder that is marked by intense, unstable emotions in a distorted self-image. The meaning of the name of this disorder means dramatic or theatrical. Um, these are people whose self, self self-esteem depends on the approval of others and doesn't come from a feeling of true self-worth. Um, and they have an overwhelming desire to be noticed and behave dramatically or inappropriately to get attention. All right. This is your last chance to take a guess. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Um, while you're guessing, this is a reminder or just an ask if you can leave us a review. Like that would be really, really great to leave me a little review. Um, five stars would be wonderful. Um, <laughs> I would really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, this is just a gentle reminder. If you want to leave a review, um, feel free to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Um, it'd be much appreciated. Um, all right, let's get into the answer. So the answer is histrionic personality disorder that's h-i-s-t-i-t-r-i-o-n-i-c histrionic personality disorder so the word histrionic um means theatric theatrical or dramatic um it's actually a relatively rare personality disorder it's estimated that only about one percent of people have this condition um so if if I read it and you're like, "Oh, I know like six people with this, it's <laughs> unlikely because not many people have it, but um other symptoms with this person with histrionic personality disorder include being uh persistently charming and flirtatious, having a larger than life uh presence, having rapidly shifting or shallow emotions, feeling underappreciated or depressed when they're not the center of attention." Being dramatically and emotionally expressive, even to the point of embarrassing friends and family in public. Um, Being overly concerned about their physical appearance.
1: My toddler right
0: now. (laughs) It's your your toddler right now. It might be a lot of toddlers at this point right now. (laughs) Um, Using their physical appearance to draw attention to themselves by wearing bright colored clothing or or revealing clothing. Um, speaking dramatically to express strong opinions but with few facts or details that support their opinions, um, having difficulty maintaining relationships, often seeming fake or shallow with their interactions with others, needing instant gratification or becoming bored or frustrated very very easily, and constantly seeking reassurance uh, or approval and being gullible or easily influenced by others, especially the people that they admire. So I thought that was a really interesting um, personality disorder. I've been like Doing a deep dive into personality disorders lately, um, and this is one that seems to be super rare. Um, it does genetically tend to run in families, um, so scientists believe that there is a genetic inherited link. Um, I don't know if they found proof of that yet, um, but the uh, as far as uh, relation to relationship to childhood trauma. Uh, children may cope with trauma such as child abuse or the a death of a family member that later as an adult may be disruptive or problematic in their life and become a part of their personality disorders. Um, as far as parenting styles, children who experience parenting styles that lack boundaries or overindulgent or inconsistent may be more likely de- to develop histrionic personality disorder. In addition, parents who display dis- dramatic, erratic, volatile, or inappropriate sexual behavior put their children at risk for developing this condition. Some researchers think that the problem, that problems in parent-child relationships actually lead to the characteristic low self-esteem in people with histrionic personality disorder. So very interesting personality disorder. If you want to nerd out on that and read more about it, I'll make sure to include the link to where I got this information, which I believe is from the Cleveland Clinic, um, in the description if you want to follow up uh, for more and, and learn more about it. But I appreciate you, Chandra, for joining me for another episode and really breaking down why breath is important, how we can actually use breath to change our anxiety and reduce our anxiety, and also just walking us through some fun exercises that we can actually use in real life. If you use these exercises, um, like DM me. I want to know, are they helpful? Um, do you want more breathing exercises? This is something that I use often. and um, I've finally become more mindful of, but I, I appreciate you Jandra for coming on in and, and breaking this stuff down for us and making your poster board. Like that's awesome. <laughs> 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 um, graphic
1: designers out there that, you know, want to help me. Oh, you need graphic
0: designers. I got you <laughs> for real. I got, I got, um, I got you. So I'll send, I'll send a couple people your way, but, um, Yeah. Also, if you're a graphic designer, hit her up, hit me up too. Like I'm always looking for people. Um, thank you again. And thank you to everybody that is listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. This has been another fun episode. Um, and yeah, make sure you are breathing through your anxiety. Um, come back, save this episode, bookmark it, whatever you got to do. And uh, feel free to come back here if you need a little reminder about how to do these exercises. But thank you so much for tuning into another episode. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the new followers that we have on social media. But I also appreciate people just like downloading and sharing and listening to the podcast. So if you're new, welcome to the family. If you've been listening for a while, I thank you and I appreciate your support. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. thank you so much for listening to another episode of black girls have anxiety 2. no matter where you are in the world i really appreciate your support See you again on the next episode, but until then, follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Have Anxiety Too and on Twitter at Anxious Black Girls. That's anxious, B-L-K girls. And remember, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you have to struggle in silence. The more we talk about it, the more we heal.